If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone in podcast land, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads who love gaming, and on Thursdays like today, we break down recent gaming news that we found interesting. We just had the Game Awards 2022 on December 8th, so we've got plenty of gaming announcements and reveals to talk about. And I know that you guys have heard me say this a lot, but please take a moment to rate our show five stars and leave a written review if your podcast app allows. And then come take a look at our Patreon page and become a squad mate. You can help support what we do here starting at five bucks a month, and you can unlock two additional podcasts every month, which we call the Squadcast. You can do that over at MultiplayerSquad.com. All right, I am your host, Paul. Joining me, he escaped Order 66 as a young Padawan. It's now five years later, he's got a beard, and he's prepared to do whatever it takes to stay alive against the Galactic Empire. It's Josh. Nah, uh-uh, buddy. I'm joining that Empire <laughs> Sith all the way, baby. Oh, the Empire did nothing wrong. You, you part uh, of that gang, Josh? Yeah, hey, man. I've always said I'd be a Sith. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so excited to talk about that game. And also, joining me and Josh, he doesn't have a plan. He has a man, Idris Elba. I mean, Solomon Reed, who will burn Dogtown to the ground because someone has to pay the price for peace. It's Michael. I'm so happy I got Idris Elba. <laughs> Holy cow, that's a beautiful man. You know, I've always yep. said, like, I've always, like, when they were talking about Daniel Craig leaving James Bond, the first, like, the first rumor was Idris Elba. And I'm like, please be Idris Elba. He's great. And then it's like 10 years later. And then I looked, and the reason why Daniel Craig is, is stopping Bond is because he's, like, He's getting too old to play the role, is what he said. Idris yeah. Elba's two years younger than Daniel Craig. I'm never going <laughs> to get an Idris Elba James Bond, so I'll take him in Cyberpunk. Give me all the Elba. <laughs> yeah, we are huge Idris Elba fans, so the fact that we're going to see him in some Cyberpunk uh, content in the future is very exciting. We're up to the elbows and Elba. <laughs> We've got a ton that we can talk about at the Game Awards. I mean, they gave us information about Diablo 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, the Cyberpunk expansion, Death Stranding 2, Hades 2, Returnal, and The Last of Us coming to PC, Dead Island 2 gameplay. Obviously, we're not going to be able to cover all that kind of stuff. Um, we're not yet going to talk about the winners of all the different categories of the gaming awards. We're going to cover all of that next Monday when we do our recap episode of the year. And so we'll talk about what did they get right? What did they get wrong? Where would we have given those awards? And so we'll talk about that stuff on Monday. Today, we're just going to stick to the new reveals and the new 
new announcements to talk about. I love that you said winners when really there's only one winner and a lot of losers. Like there, one Who's, one game won everything, and yeah, then everyone else lost. If you were nominated, <laughs> you're still a winner. Uh, I, yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. It's it's an honor, right? All right. Well, I think we have to start with Diablo Four. At least that's where oh, I want to start. Yes, um, please. <laughs> Blizzard gave us the official cinematic trailer, which, even though it was only three minutes long, uh, I think it's the best movie that I've seen this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that good. I mean, this cutscene is just purely epic in every sense of the word. The music, the atmosphere, all the sound effects, the, the scale of this conflict between Anarius and Lilith. The character designs. I mean, am I alone here? Am I crazy? Or no. did you guys think this was incredible? You are not crazy. I loved this trailer. Dude, I, I have always said, if there is one thing Blizzard is amazing at, it is making cinematic trailers. Those people deserve multiple awards. But I loved this trailer. The the it, what was What's the angel's name again? Anarius? Anarius. Anarius. I couldn't say that yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude... It's like, are you not just in like awe when that dude's <laughs> hovering around and then he's like, you're like, this dude's bad, man. And then he lands and the demons are like, I ain't going near that dude. Like, you go near, I'm not going near that guy. The ground starts the cracking. Concrete. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just love it, man. I am super <laughs> hyped for Diablo 4. Um, not only did we get an incredible trailer, if you have not seen the trailer, don't do it right now because you're listening to the best podcast in the world. But after this podcast, right. and you're probably driving too. <laughs> that's very true too. But watch this trailer because it is it is awesome. I mean, it shows nothing about the game itself, but we did get a ton of information about Diablo Four recently because they apparently allowed a lot of the uh, like gaming news publications and websites to play like 25 hours of Diablo Four. And almost wholeheartedly across the board, people are like, yo, uh, this is incredible. Like, this is the Diablo that everybody's been waiting for. Yeah, it's crazy. They, they, what they did was they invited all the who's who, the biggest names in the gaming industry to play, like IGN, GameSpot. The craziest part is Paul, Josh, and I checked. We were like, where's our invite? And the funniest thing is, <laughs> man, it went to our spam folder, but apparently we're recognized. It just went to the spam folder, so we just didn't get to respond. Yeah, did you if guys only. think Anarius looked a lot like, uh, the, I mean, he looks just like Tyrael to me. Is that well, not? Angels all are look they, the same. They all, don't they? they all look the same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think they're all similar. Because yeah. I saw him and I was like, "That's Terriel. I love Terriel." And I, was I like, thought oh, it was Terriel at first other, too. Other Terriel, but yeah, I, Josh, you just said this doesn't say a lot about the game. Like you know, it doesn't reveal anything about the game in the trailer. Yes, it does. It says awesome. The game is going to be awesome. <laughs> and then, yeah, reading about it from these people that have done this, you know, Act One basically is what they played. Um, there's a lot in there. A lot of people are saying that it's, you know, it's got a lot more story and cutscenes. Um, that it almost somewhat kind of doesn't really retcon Diablo three, but it really kind of follows Diablo two more. I thought that was a really interesting take that a few of the publications had. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but um, I do. I mean, I just love all the stuff I'm hearing about this game from people playing it, people talking about it. That you know, I mean, what is it when when all the people get together? The the, the moment I am looking for in the article when you can fight a boss together, like the group thing. There's a group. like a raid. Yeah, or like a party, there's a, a dungeon. It's, it's called something though, like the raid. It's a something raid where everyone comes. Let's just move on. Uh, Paul, say something. 
<laughs> sure. So one thing that you've got to give, especially Diablo credit for, are just how good the cinematics are. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like I played Diablo 2 when it released, and I just remember being dumbfounded at how good the 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 movie segments were of that game because you did not see stuff like that back then it was so ahead of its time and so i'd love to see them still being ahead of the curve uh one of the articles that i read was from ryan mccaffrey from ign and i wrote down one of the quotes that he said ultimately it feels like a massively plussed up version of diablo 2 which is the best case scenario for it in my book i mean you start hearing things like that like a plussed up version of Diablo 2. Come on. I mean, this is going to be like this. I, I try not to get too hyped about games in advance because you get your expectations let yeah. down like Callisto protocol. But this is really starting to like fire the engines of excitement for me. Uh, you start calling this the next Diablo 2. Exactly. You know, yeah. and that's the thing that really gets me excited is, you know, we didn't see this with Callisto Protocol. We didn't see this with some of the other games where people are like, "This is this is super exciting, guys!" Like, I mean, we saw the we saw the reviews, and they're like, you know, sevens for Callisto Protocol and some of this stuff, and it's kind of like, yeah, all right, whatever. But I mean, across the board, people are saying, "I got to play this game for multiple hours." This isn't like I got a two hour preview. This is I got twenty five hours in this and i loved every second of it i cannot wait for this game to release that's the kind of stuff that i still try to take with a grain of salt when it's one of the premier sites like ign or GameSpot because it's like there's probably a little bit of corporate involvement or pay involved there but they don't have to say that either you know they right. don't have to say like i am pumped after playing this and so that's what gets me really excited could it be the best diablo I, I, I want it to be. I want it to be. So it great. sounds like it might. I think it's interesting too. Like you know, yeah, there could be a little bit of corporate stuff on there, but you can read on the IGN article specifically. You can read the guy's excitement. Like yes. you can just feel it. He is like, I am so excited. In fact, multiple times. Like he doesn't have to say this multiple times. He should have edited it down to one. But he's like, I wish I could show you what I'm seeing right now. But my <laughs> NDA says I can't. But I really want to spoil it for you guys because it's really cool. And I'm like, I. I want to be really cool. Tell him play this game. Yeah. So this one is set for release on June 6th, and I can guarantee you this will be a deep dive on our show. So that'll be really fun come summer. Be able to play this one together. Um, let's go ahead and move on to Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Uh, I never, I, I never thought I would not want to move on to a Cyberpunk story, I <laughs> but I want to stay on the Diablo story. We we had a lot of trouble narrowing down what are we going to talk about today because I think initially we wrote down like fifteen things that we wanted to cover and we kind of just had to start whittling things. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's move on to Cyberpunk. You know, all three of us absolutely love the base game. Phantom Liberty is going to be coming out down the road. We got a second teaser trailer, which did give us a little bit more about the story. Uh, not only do we know that we're getting more Keanu Reeves, it turns out we are going to be teaming up with Idris oh, Elba. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, what, what, what were you guys' initial impressions here? I loved the I loved what they did. Number one, you knew instantly it was cyberpunk. I mean, the second this trailer started, it was like, oh, cyberpunk. And I love that we got Keanu right away. He's talking about not trusting people. We see Air Force One. 
you know, whatever the, <laughs> right. the cyberpunk equivalent to that is, crashed and burning on the ground. You get that narrative, and they're showing different parts. We saw a little bit of gameplay this time. There was a cut, like maybe 15 seconds. And what I really liked was that it was car to car combat. Which yep. I thought was really neat because that's something that they had mentioned a long time ago. We got, you know, the glimpses of a new area and how that is a living world once again. What's the name of the area? Dogtown? Dog something? That's, that's what they say in, yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's the, it's the lady talking and she's like, you know, hey, no, we don't have a plan. We've got a man. And then we get the reveal that it's Idris Ilba. And it's like, oh my goodness, so now we have Keanu and Idris, and it's like, wait yeah. a minute, like, <laughs> this is turning into a freaking monumentally epic, like, DLC expansion thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, the, what I got from it, um, really, is that this is a, and I don't want to say this, because the first game, obviously, launch was kind of a disaster, but this looks like a really well-fleshed-out um uh, full-on DLC, new area, new characters, new... It's like an addition to the story. It also looks like it's scaled up a little bit. Like, um, Cyberpunk 2077, like, the story is is very internal in a lot of it. A lot of the stuff you're doing doesn't greatly affect the world. It does, but it's more about what's happening to you as a character between, like, Johnny... I almost called him Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, between, <laughs> between Johnny Silverhands Johnny being Silver in your head. Same guy. Yeah. Johnny Silverhands being in your head and you're trying to solve the riddle of what's going to happen with you. At the end, this looks like it's very, very big as far as you might be potentially affecting the outcome of Night City, like in a big way with the president crashing, all that kind of stuff, if that's what we're seeing. Um, we did see a little bitty glimpse of Judy, which I loved. Really small when she's putting the mask on. I heard her voice. You couldn't see her face as well, but that okay. was definitely her voice. You could see a girl with that kind of haircut and the, a little cyber eye thing on. But the voice was unmistakable because I was I was a Judy lover, not a Pan Am lover in the first game. Like I love Judy. Um, but the whole thing was, um, again, the question, at, I don't want to spoil it, but at the end of Cyberpunk 2077, something happens. And so like, who is Johnny talking to? Are you playing as Johnny Silverhands? Are you playing as a character with Johnny Silverhands there? We don't know what's happening there. And I think it's going to be interesting to find that out when we play the game. Yeah, and which of the cyberpunk endings is going to be official canon? Right. Because they're wildly different in, in the choices you can make. The the one thing that still confounds me a little bit about this expansion is that the phrase that they have used multiple times is that this is going to be a spy thriller. And I don't I'm not getting that from this trailer where you're literally talking about burning part of the city to the ground and it's like all out war and combat. I'm not exactly getting spy thriller vibes yet. That's not me complaining. It's just all, all, all of this sounds great. I am all on board with a spy thriller. I am all on board with the vehicle to vehicle combat. I'm totally hyped. I just don't fully understand what this is going to be yet. Every single James Bond movie ever was to stop a big war. So we're going to be James Bond. Idris Elba gets to be James Bond. We're all James Bond. <laughs> I, there you go. The one thing I'm very curious about is what is like the scope? Like, What's the length of Phantom Liberty? Is it a 10-hour edition? Is it, a, is it like Blood and Wine from The Witcher, which is a solid 40-hour campaign? I mean, The Witcher expansions we're basically almost equal to the base game. Like that is one heck of an yeah. expansion. If you're getting 40 hours worth of content out of something, but this is still CD project red. So like, are they giving us a 30 hour expansion? Because if they are, 
dude, I'm even more excited at that yeah. point. And if they come back and they're like, well, this is a six hour addition to the story, I'm still going to like be really excited. But then I'm going to be like, oh, man, like I want more. I feel like we're seeing too much different stuff for it to be six hours. You know, like there's too many different things we're seeing on the preview. Like if they had mashed that up in six hours, I don't know. It just feels like it'd be poorly edited. <laughs> if I had to guess, I'm going to say 12 to 15 hours and it'll be a 40, $40 expansion. I'll, that's, I'll, I'm that's in for that, goal. you know, yeah, honestly. Me too. And uh, you know, absolutely. it'll have it'll be packed with side missions too. So really it's 12 to some odd hours probably of, of main story. And then like 40 hours totally if you do everything, who knows? Yeah, in any case, I, I know we're going to pick that up for sure. If it's long enough, it could end up being its own deep dive. Oh, heck we'll yeah. just have to wait and see. Yeah, because we're, we're all going to want to play it for sure. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to take a short break here, and we'll be right back with some more multiplayer gaming podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, guys, let's move on to our next story here. Let's talk about a little game that's actually set to release in April, so we're only a few months away, but we've not talked about it yet on the show. It's a little game called Meet Your Maker, oh. and I guess, like, uh, how how would you describe this? It's like Mario Maker meets base building and raiding, almost a little a la Rust. Kind of, yeah. But not exactly. Like, how, how would you guys describe this game, Meet Your Maker? Mario Maker meets Rust <laughs> um, meets Doom. <laughs> there you go. Like right? a first person the, I mean, the, shooter. the defenders that you can put in your base kind of look Doomish. They look like demonic in, a, in, in like cyber demon type things. You kind know? of, yeah. yeah. I... Paul, I got to give you credit on this one because I did this. I, the name did not jump out at me initially, and then you were like, God, "Did you guys see the like the trailer that I posted for Meet Your Maker?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> I didn't see it." And then you were like, "You you guys might want to check that out." And so I'm I, I'm I'm being the voice of Paul here to our listeners. Like, go go check out this trailer, man. <laughs> yes, like the name doesn't the- grab you initially. Like Meet Your Maker. Like, okay, whatever, but. This is a bananas idea that we have talked about prior to the show that if done right could add like a new genre to gaming. Like this is the kind of game that could be a genre at this point. I would love it if it was. Yeah. From what I can tell, this game is basically like you 
build a base of some kind, there's probably an objective in there. And other players try to blast their way in there and beat your puzzle, right? That's what I'm seeing? Is that what you guys are seeing? So basically the way this works is that the game kind of has like two modes. There's the one mode where you are working on your own base, and then you have the other mode where you are going out and raiding other people's base. So you have a set number of resources that you can use to build your base, and you're putting in traps, you're putting in monsters, you get to manually control their patrol routes. So you've got full ability to kind of create almost like your own Mario levels, if you will. It's all done in first person. And so basically you build as, as as difficult as a base to raid as possible, and then it gets put up available online. Other people come raid it. If they successfully raid your base and beat it, you do not lose anything. So you don't have that like heartbreak of rust where you okay. log in and it's all gone. But as people are raiding your base, now you're going out and raiding other people's bases, and you're now earning more resources as you're successfully raiding other bases. Now you get to come back home build up and fortify your base even more. And so this is like this perpetually moving machine where everyone is constantly raiding each other and building bigger, better bases. And I could see this working incredibly well as long as you have a big enough player base. I have a feeling this is going to end up being a little bit of like a big cult classic. And I really hope they have a lot of success because this... I thought this was the most clever idea for a multiplayer game because that's another thing. You can play co-op with a friend. So yeah, as a as awesome. a duo, you can go raid these bases. I could see this being an incredibly new genre in the game. The thing I love about this is that it is twofold. So somebody like me that is not good at building, I have a place in this game. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it the it should be said too that from the couple videos that we saw, base building does not look overly complicated. I am never the kind of person that is going to create a level in a video game. It's just it, like my brain doesn't work that way. I don't have the desire to do that, you know. But this is, but we've built plenty of bases in Rust and Valheim and, you know, things like this. So it's like, it looks like the base building is very streamlined. Like you can use different types of materials, you get. I mean, it seemed like they had 20 different trap types, yeah. Uh, like explosions, darts, poison, fire. Uh, I mean, spikes. spikes. Yeah. I mean, it looked like <laughs> yeah. there was just any number of things. It looks like you get, I mean, a dozen or more different like di- like guards that you can put in your base between these like hulking behemoths to like little cannon fodder type guys to slow people down. Um, you can build it like a maze. It's just traps. The goal is to get the genetic material. That is the heart of the base. And so it's like... It's almost this trap run game to where you're dodging and you're blowing up traps and you're killing the defenders and you're they even have like a grappling hook a la Halo yeah. Infinite now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you can traverse around and stuff. So like this looks great and it's all first person perspective. You have various guns that you get to use and things like that. So the like the progression path, which I love, I love good progression in a game, seems like it's there. And then so that's like the raiding the enemy space. And then you got to get out on top of that, which seems really cool. But if you're not a base builder like me, you can be a base raider. And it's like, I want to go raid bases, man. I want to see if I can overcome these challenges that people put in there. And the thing is, the game says you're going to die. This is not a one shot base run. Like they showed even in the trailer, like, hey, this is attempt six. This is attempt 10. And then maybe, you know, somewhere along the way, you figure out the enemy's base and you get through and you get the genetic material. And then that is the currency in the game that lets you then go upgrade your base some more. And I do love the fact that they did clarify if your base gets raided and they succeed, you don't lose anything. Mm hmm. I think that 
I think that what I, I love that we're different players and we're different people because my first thought when I saw this, I am absolutely the base builder. I'll do some raiding because I'm going to need to raid to get things to build a better base. But my goal will be to be the person that builds that base that on communities they talk about, like, hey, have you beat this base? Can you beat this base? And Josh's goal is quite the opposite. He wants to go be the first person to beat the unbeatable base. I want to be that unstoppable force to the immovable object. That's I got it right. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> Nailed it. <Huzzah>! Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and one of the really neat things is that if someone raids your base they will save that gaming footage and you can choose to go watch it. So if someone finally beats your base, you get to go watch the footage and see how did they do it. And now you get to tinker with your base and try to now block them from beating it that way. I didn't know Uh, that. I, I, I think the biggest concern, and I don't know if you guys have the same thing, will this game have ways where you can cheese it and make it to where it's impossible to beat a base? The developers are saying that they've figured that out and every base will be beatable. Um, I'm not so sure if you give people enough tools, I, I feel say, like they're going right. to find people out ways to People are so troll. creative, man. They're yeah. so creative. That's I, the worry. I mean, at that point, it's not like there's only one base to go attempt either, though. Like, if your base is completely impenetrable and nobody can... Like, is that fun at that point? Because you don't no. get anything for that. I think I think there's a lesson to be learned from this game that was made. This This exact game was made about a decade ago, right? It was called Clash of Clans. And it's the same. It's the same idea. You guys didn't even. Do you guys played Clash of Clans? I've right? never played it. No. no. Oh my goodness! Everybody played Clash of Clans. It's basically you build a base and then everyone tries to raid. It's mobile game. It's all two D. Earth. You know. It's it's. But the coolest thing about that game is is the idea was that like let's build an unstoppable base. Every base could get beat, but there was a few bases that like only a handful of players had ever done it. And so I think it's kind of like something like that, where eventually if you level up enough, you'll get enough on the offensive to go beat their defenses. But if you're like level one or two, you probably can't, you know, I don't know. That's so funny. You guys didn't get the clash of clans reference. I, I, I downloaded it at some point. I just, I don't remember anything about it. It's literally the same game. <laughs> yeah. The, the beauty of Mario maker is that you had to beat your own level in order to upload it. So I don't know if meet your maker uh, will have something similar. So maybe that'll be the safeguard against it. I, I don't know. All right. Well, we're, we're quickly running out of time here. Let's talk a little bit about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I know you two in particular oh. are especially psyched for this. We got a reveal trailer. We know that it's going to come out on March 17th and Cal definitely looks older. He's rocking the Thank beard. Thank goodness. He's not he a baby great. face anymore. <laughs> Very dapper looking gentleman. Very dapper. We got to see, uh, him, you know, Dual wield some lightsabers. We got to see some fighting. We got to see some puzzles in there. What'd you guys think about this reveal trailer? I thought it looked, it was everything that I was honestly hoping for. It looks like a continuation of Jedi Fallen Order. Funny enough, I just loaded up Jedi Fallen Order and played for a couple hours the other day. That game is so incredibly well done, dude. The, the, the environments and the detail in that game are second to none. It is so freaking good. And Jedi Survivor just, I, I, I feel like it took that and then just leapt forward. Um, combat looks amazing. You're seeing him using even more force powers. He's double wielding lightsabers. He gets a big, like, it almost looks like a two handed lightsaber a la Kylo Ren with the cross, the mm-hmm. cross blades on it yeah. at one point. Um, he's picking up stormtroopers with the force and turning them and making them shoot enemies. So it looks like they've really fleshed out the combat on this. 
the story obviously they can't spoil too much of it but you know that looks like it's going to be great as as beautiful as the first game was it looks like they actually improved the graphics on this as well everything that i've seen just says this is more and better jedi fallen order which gets me very very excited yeah, I I liked follow or, f- follow order fallen order. Oh man, it happens every episode. Words Guys, are words are hard. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> every episode, every okay. I liked fallen order. Um, I didn't love fallen order. I I liked it. I felt like there was some repetition. I'm hoping this game doesn't have it follow over. What I loved, what made me ultimately love the game, is the ending is incredible. And so that's what took a good Star Wars game and made it a great Star Wars game. But there was some complaints that I had, a little bit of repetition with the combat and the levels. Once you kind of figured out how this mechanic works as far as like this puzzle solving, you kind of did rinse and repeat with different atmospheres and environments. So I hope this one does uh, end up being a little more dynamic. That being said, even if it's the same game, just paste it over better graphics, I'm still going to play it. I'm still going to have a great time because lightsabers are so cool. And this game does do <laughs> lightsabers right. And this will be a deep dive for sure. So you can put that one on the calendar. Yeah, we'll definitely play this one in March. All right. And then finally, the last game that we'll cover here today, we did see a reveal trailer for a game called Judas, which is being led by Ken Levine, whose name might sound familiar. He worked on some classics like Thief, System Shock 2, SWAT 4. And what he's best known for is creating Bioshock, which he completely wrote and directed, which is quite the feat. Um, Judas yeah. has been in development for seven years now, and this was our first look. And um, That's how you do it, by the way. Sh- sure looks like Bioshock, guys. That's how you do it. Number one, show <laughs> us a game that is really, really close to being done at this point, where you can really show a game off. Get out of here with these cinematic trailers that don't tell us nothing, man. You know? <laughs> right. Like, honestly, it, it's like, I, those don't do anything to get me hyped. I, I, I'll just watch cartoons if I want to see cinematic trailers. Yeah, um, Diablo sure. 4. I will say the name <laughs> threw me off as as we were going through um and kind of reviewing the game awards and all that stuff. Like I saw Judas pop up uh you know when I had the game awards streaming, but I was busy doing something, I didn't really pay attention to it. And then as I was going through the list, I was like, "Oh, let me check out this Judas game. What is this?" Dude, this is BioShock in space and I think it looks incredible. Like if you were if you were going to modernize BioShock, but keep that same kind of style and, and atmosphere that Bioshock was so good at. I feel like he nailed it. I mean, nailed it, dude, because you are floating through space. There's explosions. There's there's broken spaceships. There's crazy, weird people and aesthetics like there were in Rapture. It's. I don't know how he went from the bottom of the ocean into outer space with spaceships and freighters and blown up spaceships and salvage and stuff like that but he did it and i i did not even know this game existed until the game awards but now it is firmly on my radar because i think it looked incredible to me yeah i literally never heard of this game either and i um didn't watch all the game awards but when it was linked in the dock i watched this trailer and uh paul and josh had already said something about it looking like bioshock and i was like it does but that's not a bad thing. I'll take a lot more Bioshock and also in space and obviously the updated graphics and so forth. The game looks fantastic. The trailer actually gets you excited too. Like what a trailer to put in the middle of the game awards because you want to get hyped and get excited. And like at the very end of it, there's, you know, a, a girl character. I don't know who she is because I don't know anything about the game. And there's like this asteroid or rock coming at her and she just looks like she knows it's coming, doesn't care. And then just Judas pops up and I'm like, man, I want to 
play this game right now. <laughs> so what makes it seem so much like Bioshock is not just like the atmosphere and the mood of the game. All that looks exactly like Bioshock, but you've got your left hand, which has fire abilities or lightning abilities, and you see enemies that are all in water. Presumably, you can shock it and shock everyone that's in the water. I mean, that's what's so funny about this is that Ken Levine quit Take-Two because he did not want to make another Bioshock game. And he said, I want to make something that's experimental. And he left and created this studio. And then fast forward seven years, and all he gave us is the next Bioshock. Like, right. I, I don't know why he quit Take-Two to just go do what he said he wouldn't do anyway, but it does look great. So anyone who's a fan of Bioshock, you have to look up Judas. This will be right up your alley. It definitely looks like a lot of fun. We'll, we'll have to keep our eyes on it. My one worry is that Ken Levine is kind of famous for being hard to work for, and mm. the game will be half-written and then he'll completely scrap it and start over because he has a new vision. And I do remember seeing articles in the past where this game was considered in development hell for a while. Um, clearly, they got things on course. Maybe maybe it just takes him a while to find it. Um, but it looks like a great product. So definitely go check out Judas. It got, I love that they showed off a lot of gameplay. Again, that is, the, to me, is the test of like where is a game at? How do you feel about this game? Because if you're willing to show off the gameplay on it, then you're feeling confident at that point. And while I think this trailer had a few cinematics in it, it was mostly gameplay. Like that was, Mm -hmm. they were showing a lot of what you're actually going to be doing. And that looked great to me. And it definitely is Bioshock. You know, I mean, it is Bioshock in space, but I'm really curious to see what they do with, you know, it being in space. Like, like I said, at one point you're floating through space, aiming for a ship that got like ripped in half. And you're trying to like make it into the other broken part of the ship. So I really like the fact that it's not just self-contained and that you, they are using space, you know, also because, you know, when you play Bioshock, you never actually got to go out into the ocean. You were always in rapture, right. but you could always see the ocean. Right. But this one looks like it's kind of like, Hey, you actually get to go out there and you have to deal with that portion of the game too, which I thought was really neat and scary. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys had to guess at this point, now that we have so much to look at for 2023, do you think it's going to end up being one of those killer years? Or do you think a lot of this stuff's going to get pushed back and we'll have a lot of disappointments? Again? I think 2023 is going to be an epic year for games. I like maybe it's the optimist in me coming out, but 2022 was a down year for gaming because everything got pushed back because of COVID. And we had a lot of game releases that felt like they weren't finished or they were overhyped and they just didn't deliver. Looking at you, Callisto Protocol. Um, right. You know, some of these things where it was like, even if you were excited, you were disappointed. 2023 to me, looks like at least right now it is set to be one of the better years for gaming in my opinion i think that also a lot of really anticipated games got pushed from 2022 to 2023 not to mention all the games that are already slated to come out in 2023 like mid or early 2023 as well like diablo 4 is coming out in june I think it's going to be a bang up awesome year. I'm really excited for next year. I think it's I think it's going to be better than this year. This year we had Elden Ring and we had God of War 2 and that's uh, I'll put Weird West in there. That's about it. <laughs> I love that you keep calling it God of War 2 even though it's like yeah. the 10th in the series. <laughs> I just write like there's lots of syllables and you guys know I don't do well with we words know what and you syllables, mean. so just say 2. <laughs> 
Yeah, I love it. It's great. (laughs) All right. Well, that's everything that we're going to cover here in today's Twig episode. We do want to thank everyone for sticking around through the entire thing. Make sure to come back on Monday when we do our end of year recap. It's always one of my favorite episodes in the year. It's so much fun. Yeah. So just so you guys out there know, we're going to wrap up all of 2022 on Monday. We're going to have our two-week break for Christmas to spend time with our families. And then when we come back, we'll start out the year by talking about our most anticipated games of 2023. So some of the stuff that we just talked about, I think, might end up popping back up in that episode. But we'll just have to wait and see. 2023 has got a lot to look forward to. Hopefully, they turn out great. Uh, also, make sure to come sign up on Patreon to get those bonus Squadcast episodes. You can do that at MultiplayerSquad.com. I think that's everything for now. So thanks again, everyone, and happy gaming. True. See you, everybody.